Blog Talk Radio. Anyone charged with a criminal matter has the right to have their case heard before. A judge or judicial officer of the court is entitled to a fair and public hearing by a competent, independent and impartial court. Have strict court rules enforced such as the right of reply, rules of evidence, and be found innocent or guilty beyond reasonable doubt. Yet, our most vulnerable can have their rights, assets, and decision-making rights removed by a public servant of the state, not a judge, in a tribunal setting that can ignore evidence and facts and determine matters as they see fit and conclude matters based on probabilities alone. Are you scared yet? Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to do a international call-in show, so I'm hoping that this is going to be well-received. It was asked of me, and I'm going to be doing it, so we look forward to getting some phone calls in. But first, I thought I would just go over a few things that I know about that are going on this week. If you send a letter into the Senate Committee on Aging, there was a hearing back in March. I believe they got over 400 letters. If you did want to get a copy of those letters, you can do FOIA requests, which is Freedom of Information um, Act. Anyway, what I am hearing is if anything bad is going on with your case in guardianship, you can, and you sent a letter into this Senate, people are being asked if they believe that they are being retaliated against because they wrote the letter. So I want everyone to know, now it's not for me to say if you think that you're being retaliated against or not, just know that if you feel that you might be under attack by the judge and the guardians, it could be because you wrote that letter to the Senate Committee on Aging, you should bring that up, that you feel, are you being retaliated against? So anyway, that is an interesting tidbit that I wanted to share. Another thing that I wanted to share is that many of us are starting to make connections around the world. And if you could see the back of the house, what I can see just with this podcast, it has really gone global. And we see you. And we, and we want to hear from you. It's not just the United States. It's not just Australia that have these guardianship scams going on. It's starting to happen in other countries. You can right now call in to this line. If you want to call in and speak, you want to hit, you want to press one and you have to call in on a phone. If you're streaming off the internet, I'm not going to be able to see that you're trying to get through. So you will have to hang up and call in and making international calls. I'm not the expert on that. So hopefully people can know how to make those calls. And here is a little tidbit. This has been litigated. Several years ago, well, when Marty was still alive, she had an attorney from another country send a cease and desist to tell Marty that she wasn't allowed to speak about what was going on in these other countries. And because Marty was broadcasting live out of the United States of America, which currently we are still broadcasting live out of the United States of America, we are protected under the First Amendment, our freedom of speech. So if you try to come at us from another country, your laws don't affect our podcast. So we are protected with our First Amendment rights, and that was litigated several years ago. So we want everyone to be aware of that, that this can be a safe place to call in, knowing that you can't make us currently citizens of the United States, you can't make us take these things down. The other thing that I wanted to go over is if you are starting to make contact with people in other countries, a lot of times there are language barriers. And I want to talk about some of the tips that you can use. 
one of the best things that you can use is Google Translate. And how you want to do that is whether you're getting an email, text message, or Facebook Messenger. Facebook Messenger is a great way to communicate with people from around the world. If you're getting text in and the language you don't recognize the text, and so I want people to know if you can't understand each other, there are tools for us to now understand each other. What you want to do is you want to copy and paste the text that is coming in from another language. If you don't know what language it is, that's okay. You want to So you have that in copy, and then you go into Google, and you want to type in Google Translate. It's going to take you to a website basically called Google Translate. And you're going to paste into the, um, the top part of it the copy that you have. And Google Translate actually can figure out what language that, and then you put in what language you would like it to be uh, read, you would like the text to be so that you can understand this. Now this also goes for if, English is not your first language and you see text, any sort of writing that is in the English language, you can take, copy, copy that text, go into Google Translate, and then go ahead and read the text in your language to better understand it. So I just want everyone to know that that is a technology that it exists. There are sometimes in some of the Facebook Messenger chats that I have going on, you can activate automatic translate so that as, as the text is coming in, I see it translated in English right underneath. Both parties need to activate it so that you can both communicate and have it automatically translating into the language that you are most comfortable reading and understanding. These are great tools that we'll be able to use to be able to unite our countries and to be able to get our stories out there. As far as listening to uh, um, voice, that's a different technology. And if anybody knows that technology, that would be great. As of right now, I would have to get translator on to the show who speaks a language that someone wants to speak in. Um, but yeah, if anyone has that technology, and I'm sure it's out there and I can research some more so that this show can be heard in different languages and people can call in and speak in different languages and we can start trying to get some translation going on. Also right now, if you are international and you from not from the United States and you are going through guardianship, they are collecting the data at the Australian Association to Stop Guardianship and Administrative Abuse. That website is www.aasdaa.org. If you are within the United States of America, you want to contact NASCA. The website is stopguardianshipabuse.org and NASCA stands for the National Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse. I have had many listeners ask that when we use um, shortcuts and acronyms, especially because we are international, that we also say what that stands for. For example, if I would say APS, many people who live in the United States know what APS means. It does stand for Adult Protective Services, so we want to make sure that we're clarifying that. So anyway, I think I've talked enough, and hopefully we have some people who want to join the conversation. If you'd like to join the conversation, just talk about what's going on, what you know, ask questions, whatever. It's just kind of like a free time. Press 1, and it will notify me that you are on the line and that you would like to speak. Oh, my gosh. I have a caller. I'm so excited. Hold on. We've got area code 773. Okay, area code 773. You're live and on the air. Who is this? Good evening, Kurt. This is Aldona Kumpin. Can oh you hear goodness, me? Aldona. 
Yes, I can hear you perfect. Thank you so much for calling in. You're my first caller for our international call-in show. Oh, my goodness. Now, I know that you that you know a lot about what's going on in the country of Poland and also here in the United States. What would you like to share with everybody? Yes, I, I am a victim of Cook County Court, Chicago, Illinois. My mother was murdered in 2020 in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, uh, we don't have guardianship in, in, in Poland, generally speaking. We have something different uh, called the blue card. Uh, so if some, when it's some issue in the family, neighbor or maybe family member can call uh, police, they can come to the house, and if they see that there is issue, they can make a blue card. How, that's how they call it in Poland. And okay. I was reading a little bit about it, that blue card is divided by A, B, C, D. So A will be card for the victim, B will be who was the abuser, C, what caused it. D, also, they can reverse everything. And also, needing supposed to be with both parties, uh, with the victim uh, and abuser. Uh, but in, in USA, we don't have this. Basically, no. the, the papers are falsified, Person is taken away. Uh, nobody wants wants nobody wants to hear any stories from the families, and that's the sad part. And it is. I like to add it that probably eight nine months ago, I contacted with the journalist from Poland. Her name is Martina Wojciechowska, so she is. TV presenter, mountainer, traveler, journalist, sportswoman, writer. She's got millions of viewers, fans, and I sent her all the movies about the guardianship. I sent her information about the Carolyn's Law, and it took probably eight, nine months since she checked everything, and she put her name under Carolyn's law to change the law. Wow. That's big. I, when I read this, when I saw this on Facebook, I was crying. I was so emotional. Knowing what we're going here in the in United States, nobody is listening to us. Everywhere, it's, right. everything is going nowhere. And And I love that she posted her name under our stories, and we can add more stories under her page. There is a Carolyn's Law under Martina Wojciechowska, and we can add it if someone doesn't want to post completely everything about own case. You can put, my, my kid was taken away, or my mom was taken away. So people in different countries can see that our loved ones are taken away without uh, even question. I think that's an excellent idea. It's a sad day that the crimes that are happening in the United States, there's more chances of an article being written in a different country than written in our own country because the media just seems to be all about buy-offs and stuff, and they've just got to be getting paid off to not write these articles because it's so much money. It's a multi-billion dollar industry to do these crimes. And you mentioned that your mother was murdered in guardianship, and I, too, in my opinion, believe that my loved one was murdered in guardianship, and almost everyone that I speak to, once their loved one has passed away, believes that their loved one was murdered in guardianship. And 
I think people need to realize this. There's no statute of limitation on murder. The fact that everyone believes that their loved ones have been murdered, this is, these are serious accusations that we are all making, and yet no one wants to hear it. And none of us, we're not related. We don't come from the same family. We've never met each other until we've all seemed to have connected because of guardianship, and yet we continue to make the same accusations. Our loved ones are being murdered in guardianship. Very, very serious accusations that we are making and that I believe that we could under oath testify and back up the fact I, we, a lot of us, have documents, medical records to prove what we, why we make these comments. These are very strong comments that we are accusing people of, and we're not backing down. We are making these accusations, and the fact that this is hopefully going to be reported in another country, what's going on in guardianship, is amazing. Now, there's a director in Poland uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and he just came out with a documentary, and it's all about human trafficking and what's, I mean, what's going on in Europe. It is so powerful. I watched the trailer of it, and I was just, uh, my jaw dropped, but what this, what this director is, or this, you know, what he's putting out there is so huge. Uh, are you aware? I think his name is Peter. Are yes. you aware of him? His name is Patrick Vega. I might spell it. If you've got very interesting movies under his website, uh, yeah, he's me also too. he's also supporting lots of women from different countries, from Italy. Uh, he also got a clip of the video in Polish, uh, so person, family in Germany was trapped under guardianship in Germany. So husband is asking Patrick Vega, producer, help me out, take my wife from Germany, from hospital, and move her to Poland. And he didn't understand what this guardianship. So woman went have a baby to hospital. She's supposed to have C-section. But they, but she didn't have C-section. They told her have natural way having baby, which baby died, and she had stroke. So that was hospital full, and that's why they put guardianship on her. I don't know how their stories end up, but it is under Patrick Vega uh, videos. I I might spell it his name. Patrick P. Patrick, it's P like play, A like apple, T like thumb, R like Robert, Y like yes, K like kayak, and his last name is Vega, like V Victor, E Elizabeth, G like Greg, and A like apple, Patrick Vega. He's got some information he's got in Polish language, but the movies or uh, uh, different topics, they are in English. So beginning might be a little bit confusing, but he's got a lot of, a lot of harsh information about kidnapping kids, uh, guardianship. Uh, it's just heartbreaking to watch it. Yeah, I, you know what? I will post a trailer on my Facebook page, and then hopefully – a lot of us can share it. We probably we probably need a Facebook page just for blog talk so everyone can go there and and grab all this information. But I will definitely get that up because there it is in English, the one that I saw, and I was blown away by watching it. Like this guy, he is reporting it. He I I mean disgusting what's going on and the fact that he was able to put this documentary out, and it's being very well received. I do believe that those of us in the United States need to watch it, need to be aware, because I'm, I mean, we just had Jeffrey Epstein, that whole drama. So definitely there is uh, unfortunate um, child trafficking going on in the United States that uh, he mysteriously 
supposedly committed suicide in the jail so that we could never find out what was really going on there. But um, for us to think that these things are just conspiracy theories, it, the fact that that story went mainstream, there's no way. It's not a conspiracy theory, All everything that was going on. And it appears that that kind of behavior is going on not just in the United States but in other parts of the world. And he's exposing it in his documentary. And exposure is what's going to take these people down because the average person is – disgust it this would disgust them but they're not paying attention because they're so busy just living their own lives and until this happens to their family members they're they're not they're not voting about it it's not being made an issue you know with the candidates and everyone continues to get away with these crimes for now but those of us who are opening our mouth, we're going to make a difference, and it's going to be a positive difference, and it's really hard. The waiting game is really, really hard. Um, Aldona, while we're talking about international, what would you say, because there is, there is language barrier where not everyone can understand all the different languages, do you know of, of any, like, tips or tools for people to translate things in other languages so that they could best understand it. I only use Google Translate. Do you know of any I, other I, programs out there? Not really. I use only Google. Only I can give a tip that in the United States, uh, people like to use shortcuts for uh, in, in, in any information. So, for example, if we make title about guardianship, even CPS, APS, I had no idea uh, before my yeah. mom was taken away, what this means. And so when someone puts guardianship, CPS, APS, we don't have time to take a look. Uh, or someone from different yeah. country, we're like, oh, not really interested. So what I would suggest in the first page would be always good include what this means, CPS, APS. And then later on, we can use shortcuts. Uh, this way we will send the message faster to people from different countries. I think that's I, when I so great. I, yeah, I totally agree. And I feel um, to be careful using slang languages because there's so much slang in so many different languages, and especially when we are putting it in writing because these translation apps, can't always pick up the slang words. So we want to make sure that whatever we are putting in writing, no matter what language, that we are using very proper sentence structure. Our English classes and language classes will come in hand so that those translation apps can translate accurately. So I agree. You're right. Like sometimes I'm listening to people who are in Poland and they translating on English. Not every everything click same same way how we using in United States. So it's sometimes it's not not correct. I would like to also edit that probably two months ago. Uh, law pass to take away kids uh, away if they are abused in Poland, which it happened lately that a nine-year-old kid was abused, that he died. And uh, some people knew about it, and family moved to different city, get away <laughs> from the law, but the kids die, and uh, so they signed the, the, the law, take away kids. And so I believe that now, since they're taking kids, they will do it with uh, elderly. Yeah. Uh, also, I saw on Facebook uh, one uh, video that the family complained. We went to to hospital with infant, and uh, and hospital put a court on them, which when they went to court, they could take kid home, baby home, basically. So they went to court and everything was solved. It's not aggressive uh, as in the United States, but maybe it can change. I don't know. I I feel like globally it's doing this, uh, like in every country. This is, when I was growing up, we had 
we had situation that uh, adult uh, didn't know what to do, was giving away money and uh, or put house on fire. But that was, you know, some situation. Not all the time, but nobody put a guardian on someone. Uh, right now, people become so greedy that they want dollar sign. Uh, medical system become business. It's not medical yes. system anymore. I don't know why even people going to hospitals. I think we should go to hospital when we break uh, bone or, or we need serious surgery. But otherwise, we should fix our body differently. Yes, I think that many people are taking a lot of pharmaceuticals. We're not eating right. We're not exercising. We we just think that we can take magic pills to make ourselves healthy and yeah you have to do the work to be healthy you yeah and you and you have so much knowledge on on just health and wellness i mean that would be that could be a whole show in itself but i definitely you want to always be out there moving around walking and that's one of the crimes when they put our elderly in these nursing homes and these they lock them up. They don't let them out of their room. They're not able to go out and walk, and that's not good for their health. And then they give them, you know, what's in their food. I don't even know. Those things are they're very detrimental to our health. And the amount of pharmaceuticals that everybody takes, there seems to be a magic pill for everything. I agree. I do feel that we need to all look at our health better and you have to you have to pay attention what are you eating what are you putting in your body what are you you know are you moving around you don't have to go in the gym and be lifting weights all the time but you need to be able to walk one time i read a study that if you go within um 2 years of not being able to walk two miles and you don't have to walk it fast that 95% of the people when they got to that point passed away and unfortunately I um, I had to look I was googling when my father fell ill and he had Parkinson's and um, and you know he just wasn't able to walk around and it was a very disturbing statistic that I found and I've never forgotten that statistic that I found because I don't think that people really talk about it and so it makes me realize like people who are um, in wheelchairs like I have a brother in a wheelchair they do physical therapy where they're like moving your legs around so that it looks like you're walking and it, it said it made it all click like oh that's why they're doing that because you need you need to be able to ha have that movement to stay to stay alive and many people who are living in wheelchairs including my brother i mean he's lived for many many years um in that condition but you know there's a lot of physical therapy that happens and so people need to be out walking i agree aldona and when they lock our loved ones up where they can't even get out and go on a walk that's 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 aiding in the downfall and maybe you know, what's helping to bring about the early death of so many people because it's statistically proven if you can't be out there doing these things. There's even, you know, statistics out there saying if you're isolated, how that affects your health and how that does bring about, you know, an early grave. And those statistics are out there. And when we continue to do this to our elderly, knowing that the medical the medical studies say this is this is how you kill somebody and they do it i mean absolutely this is why we are all so outraged on what's being done to our elderly and to our disabled people around the world and they're using all these different tactics to just destroy people's lives it's awful absolutely yes, awful it's certain finishing up uh, people basically uh, to, to me being from poland and uh, when i grew up my grandparents, my mom, they survived World War II. And as a kid, we were listening all these stories, how they didn't have food. Uh, everything what they wanted, we were like, with the click of the finger, listening to them. Uh, we appreciate them. 
with friends or elderly. Here, everything is for money. Uh, and how medical system, like uh, we're going to ER, emergency room, same person who is treating regular people, he's also treating a person under guardianship, which he knows exactly what will happen to this person. So yeah. I don't know how they how they can do it. When I'm watching movies from World War Second, that's what we are. Only it's different era and uh, different yeah. outfit. Everything is with the signature signature of the of the judge, attorney. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how these people can falsify papers, lie. How they can sit by the table and eating food that it's uh, it's a bloody money from someone's death. Absolutely. I, I really don't I know how they, how they can do it. Even it's, drinking it's wine, uh, if they sit, yeah. even drinking wine, uh, they can sip the wine and then and seeing all the money uh, or, or faces what they did. I'm talking about... Uh, Court. They they know what they're doing. They they know. They absolutely it's, know what they're doing. And we've had an. I mean, Marty's been running this show, fourteen years. They know exactly what they're doing. The it's the same story over and over and over. And then all the complaints go to all the different government agencies, and they don't do anything. It's um. It's absolutely, they all know what they're doing. They're all profiting from it, and they're all getting away with it. And until we we need reporters. Yeah, well, we need this reporter in Poland to report on what's going on, because if they're not going to report in this country, if they're not reporting in Australia, if these reports come out in Poland, if we can somehow get awareness out there, we can wake people up so they can see what's going on in these, you know, in these countries. I mean, Australia was sanctioned by the United Nations for crimes against humanity, for how their elderly are treated, how they're treating their inmates in the jails. And there was a, we did a whole show on that with Chris from Australia. And, you know, it's, it's, it's awful you know, where the United States needs a sanction. I, I truly believe they do. Everything that we're hearing, you know, where where is the United States sanctioned? See, they have a little bit more power, so they can hold those sanctions off. I'm sure there's money involved somehow. Why do you think the United States hasn't been sanctioned for these crimes? You know, I, I'd like to being, know. Being in this country, I, I see what happened to my mom. I see greed on every angle. This is a great country to really become rich and uh, educate yourself, uh, mm-hmm. even have food on the table, have a car. Uh, some people who don't have a lot in different countries, when they, they are here, they're happy that they have food, they have car. They see happiness yeah. and beauty in everything, but other people they they look to uh, they want more, bigger house. Like the wealth, it comes in a lot of forms. Like in for my mother, wealth was the family, kids. And if someone would ask my mom, "Are you rich?" she would say, "I'm rich." We were even laughing uh, uh, between siblings. Maybe my, my mom said that she's rich in hospital. That's why they took her. Everybody, if, 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 and my mom would say, yeah, I'm rich. I have five kids. I have food. I have everything, do what I need. That was her richness. But when, you, when we mention to someone rich, right away, some people think about money. And, and like I said, richness comes in a lot of forms. Oh my gosh, that is that is such an excellent point. You know, yes, this is a, a great country. We're one of the most generous countries in the world, and there's a lot of compassion. Americans, you know, we step up and we help other countries when they have crisis. And there's yes. so many positive things 
about our country, and there's a reason why everyone wants to come here, but the greed. And one time, it, and you know, it's 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 an underbelly of the country here, and I absolutely agree, the greed. And yes, that if I would, I would think just having been, you know, born and raised here, if you said to me, you know, what is the definition of a rich person, I would. I'm guilty. I would have thought, you know, oh, well, they have a lot of money. Where in other countries where you're pointing out, they are, they notice the other, you know, rich and wealth isn't just about dollars. It's about, you know, everything that you have and being thankful. And I really feel like this is a big wake-up call. I feel more of us need to, we need to think that way. One time I remember and here's, and I'm just, I'm going to basically bash myself in this story. So someone was talking to me about in Europe. Now I work in the restaurant industry and we all work, you know, we make tips, you know, you, everyone goes out to eat and you leave a tip and everything. And so it's pretty much been my, when I'm not doing this, I'm working in restaurant industries. I have over 40 years experience. And so if someone would give me a tip, like let's say you handed me 20 bucks, I would say, Oh my gosh, thank you. That was that was so nice and that's just how I think. But over in Europe, they don't they don't accept tips and they they would be offended if someone handed you like 20 bucks. And so someone said, "Well, what if you were a server? You know, what if cause you were working there in Europe and it's getting near the holidays and someone handed you $20. I said, well, I would take it and I would say, oh, thank you. And I guess the fact that my attitude was like that would be horrendous. They're like, that's because you're a greedy American that you would, that you are okay with someone handing you 20 bucks. And see, my brain, I, I can't even think the other way around. But to me, that was a really eye-opening, a, a eye-opening moment for me to think, as an employee doing what I do here, if I was doing that over in a European country and someone handed me 20 bucks, that I wouldn't, that it wouldn't offend me when it would offend other people because how we think even isn't even the same. I don't know. Is it like that in Poland? Like, do you give out tips or is that considered offensive? Like what, how is it in Poland? I, I don't know if they take tips in Poland. I I I really I don't think so. Maybe, but oh. I can I can mention experience that I invited uh, a few American people to Polish party, family party. And yeah. After the party, they told me nobody asked them uh, where they work, what kind of car they drive, uh, nothing. And so they had conversation with people. Nobody was interested in their uh, finances. Like in United States, when we go somewhere other way, yeah, what kind of job you have? When you tell them, oh, I'm cleaning lady or I work in the bank, they rather way know how much money you're making or what kind of car you drive. They can see yeah. how rich you are. But in, in Polish, around Polish people, we don't ask about finances. Unless you want to speak about it, but but that's what the American people told me. We we went with you, and nobody asked us what kind of job we have, have uh, what kind of car we have. Nothing. They were very surprised. That's we're not interested. Yeah, wow. We're getting into family uh, like connection. Let's go drink. Let's go eat. Uh, completely different topic uh, when we when we get together. Wow. I mean, it. I mean, just that's just those thoughts are just like mind blowing. Just like how how we think so differently. I've often wondered. So there's this game called Monopoly that we all play. Do you play that game in Poland? I'm always. I almost wonder, like, was I brainwashed when at a young age play Monopoly? Because you know, you the way you win is you have all the money and you own all the property on the board. And I think I've been we had this game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think we had this game, but I don't remember that we played. We we played uh, different uh, games. 
different, yeah. So, you know, we that's kind of like. I'm sorry. We were playing games how to come out with the like a uh, name of the city or state or uh, ocean. How to learn something. Uh, I think my wow. mom was uh, excellent. Uh, provider and, and mother she knew what to buy and how to keep everything together so we could we would be growing uh, on every level yeah i definitely feel that you're i think you're on to something you know our families are so broken here in the united states the divorce rate is really high and it's really sad um but but yeah, I just wonder if it's something in our culture that it, the greed that just, you know, breeds throughout the culture. Certain individuals, it just makes them callous and not care about others because they only want money. It's like they're playing like a real-life game of Monopoly, like, but they kill their victims pretty much. I don't know. It's really, really disgusting. And it's, you know... I wonder what country is worse. I kind of, I mean, we hear more of the stories coming out of the United States, and I think Australia is number two that we're hearing the stories coming out of. But we're starting to hear them coming out of um, Canada. We're starting to hear them come out of Ireland, uh, Scotland, and, um, oh, shoot, there was one other country. I think was it like I think it was like Norway. I think it was Norway was where some of the stories are starting to come out of. And so I think you're right because some people from Norway they escaping from uh, with kids to Poland to get protection from Polish government because Norway wants to take their kids away. Uh, so I, I saw yeah. on Facebook some of, some of the videos uh, about it. And also, wow, Martina Wojciechowska, she advertised book. Uh, it's from Canada. Uh, the book is talking about the taken away kids, uh, and they they were abused, murder, and that's what Canadian government was doing this. And so she yeah, she we... she's for people. But... She's really for people for justice. I think it's I think this is so amazing. I feel that those of us who have been victimized, we need to reach out to her because if she could start writing it, it you know, A, hopefully keep it from coming into the country of Poland and keeping it from coming into some of the other countries, a kind of it's like a cancer that's spreading and it does definitely seem like when, if I think of, like, the United States, like, Western world, you know, that's kind of how I feel. Like, you know, then you get into Australia, and they've talked about that they're the Commonwealth, and Canada is like a Commonwealth, and their government's a little bit different. And I, I think Ireland is Commonwealth. I haven't heard a lot of stories coming out of actual England, but then, you know, I don't know all the government and how that works over there in uh, – I Norway. think England's guardianship too. And okay. uh, my friend my friend said that uh, like elderly houses rather way they kinda go towards their care uh, automatically. But they have also guardianship in, in uh, UK. Wow. So we would hope if any of I mean, if anyone would like to join the conversation, especially, you know, yes, if you're in the United States, please join. But if you're in another country, hit the number one. And let me give you the call-in number if anyone's just tuning in or they're streaming online. The call-in number is 917-388-4520. It's 917-388-4520. And hit the number one. And then that should flag you so that I can patch you through because I have, like, a, a back-of-the-house system. Because I think this is just – I find this to be fascinating because when we're from one country, it, it, it forms our worldview and how we think. 
and we can't grasp how other countries are thinking. I have heard some bad stuff going on in Japan, what's going on with how the elderly are treating, being treated. And there was even some movie that came out, and they wanted the elderly to volunteer to commit suicide at the age of 75 because they need to step aside. That's out there, and that's that's awful. So, you know, what's what's going on in these other countries that make people want to think that someone who's elderly is not worth life? And that seems to be what these evil guardian and judges, they don't value the life of the elderly person that they're putting in guardianship. I, I 100% guarantee you the judge who is behind this does not value life because they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. They don't value life, and they know what they're doing, and it's all for greed. We have another caller here. Let's see. Oh, this is um, area code 608, and we're coming through. Area code 608, you're live. Whoops, let's see. I can't get them over here. Let me try again. Area code 608, you're live and on the air. Who is this? Hi, Taj. This is Angela calling. Hey, Angela, thank you so much for calling in. You are live with Aldona, and Aldona is from Poland, currently living here in the United States, and we're really talking about what's going on in these other countries and what's what's behind the mindset of guardianship. I'd love to hear what is your take on all this conversation that we're having. Yes. Um, you know, I just wanted to see, just real quick, if you have heard about um, – this new law that has gone into effect where your doctor can actually, um, they can put you in guardianship and you don't have to go through the legal courts um, anymore. (laughs) And that I'm not quite sure which, all which states it's going in, but I heard it was natural, national and that, um, that actuality that, it doesn't even have to be your doctor. It can be any doctor who feels that they want to put you in guardianship can put you in guardianship. And it's like it's very concerning that they don't even have to go yeah. to court and that it doesn't even have to be your doctor, that it can be any doctor that can, you know, feel as if they want to, you know, go down that road with you. And I felt that was really concerning. Have you heard of this? No, you know what? I did see an article, but I didn't, I don't have all the information on this. Um, The thing is, is the bar mafia, how do they get paid if the doctor is the one putting everyone in guardianship? I mean, how does, I mean, that takes away the bribes from the judge. I, you know, like, come on, y'all, we know what's going on. Everyone's like, the judge doesn't take a bribe. Come on, come on, we know. We just got to figure out how they're getting it. But, yeah, so how, so someone, it's all about money. So why is the doctor doing it? Do you think they're doing it so they can just get rid of people and give them, like, I think they have a cop I think they get the cut from all of it. For example, if doctor prescribe tests or or elder like my mom, she was so many times in hospital from nursing that they made a lot of money on her plus broken hip. Uh, so that uh-huh, that goes yeah. to doctor, that goes to doctor pocket. And when they put feeding tube. To guardian, uh, guardian, uh, to person under guardianship. Well, then they maybe they can put the water in your belly or body instead of food. But they can put the, you know, they can use some kind of combination. That makes sense. I do know this. So working in the restaurant industry, um, there's what's called a pharmaceutical rep. And they will come. They would come in like I've seen them. They'll come in on a daily basis and buy gift cards and different food baskets, or you know, picking up lunch or you know, whatever. And they would go and visit all these, and they would give gifts. And from what I understand, if doctors prescribe 
prescribe certain drugs like over and over and over, they get kickbacks. It's almost like they win contests and they can win trips and things like that. So that makes sense. So if the doctor can guardianize someone now, then they can get the tests done that they're going to make money on. What do you think, Angela? Do you think that is sounding right? Yes, I think that's sounding right, yes. And I think it gives a lot of power to the medical field. Um, and yeah. the other, the other, on the other side, I feel that the courts will still be involved because I'm sure that if the doctor does this, then the family is going to take the doctor or whatever to court. They're still going to be fighting over that person. And so I think eventually it will probably end up in the courts anyhow. Because and so they're going to want to, yeah, mm-hmm. and they want to keep it in probate court because they don't want it a jury of our peers. Correct. So they've got mm-hmm. to keep it in probate. Correct. Elderly don't have a time. Like my mom was only six months under guardianship. But they, they yeah. damaged my mom like 20 years more. They damaged my mom on every level. And also, I would like to yeah. mention, maybe it will help someone. When my mother was on hospice, we wanted to move my mom to different facility so we could get away from the doctor that she was. And so I called the... I called the number uh, in United States uh, because when person is on, on hospice, they have to be in the system. So I called the number to transfer my mom somewhere else, and uh, the lady, the lady from the hospice uh, uh, national wide, told me, "Your mother is not in the system." And I couldn't understand. And I said, she's on the hospice. And she said, she's not in the system. I don't have her. So when my mom was murdered, I started thinking why she wasn't not in the system, because they were doing dirty job under the table. That's why she was not enrolled in the system. I'm talking hospice. Yeah. Yes. That would be a good a good question. We need to. I've been told we need to get Marsha Joyner on here. She does the shows on Wednesday, Betrayed by Hospice, and oh my gosh, that's that. It's like that's phase two. Get him in guardianship, and then get him in hospice, and that's she would probably be able to answer that question better. I feel like we're we're over. We got to get Marsha on here, and then call in and ask our hospice questions with her. Um, that's really interesting that she's like not in the system. Maybe I mean, someone definitely... under in, in hospice right now. Call the national number hospice and play like you want to move your mother, and maybe they will tell you she's not in the system. So that will be red flag right away. Yeah. So then, were you able to move her because she wasn't in the system, or what happened? Well, we we wanted to move my mom so she would have different doctor, but we were we were worried that even we will move my mom, maybe they will execute her uh, faster. So we didn't yeah. know what to do. It was like limbo. So my mom stay in same facility where where they kidnapped her. Yeah, many of us worry that. The harder we push, the faster they're going to kill our loved one off because they we're we're you know we're causing Exposed. problems. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're exposing them. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we all would say, Angela. Oh my gosh, if anyone remembers Angela's story, I know you feel that because you really yeah. were pushing hard. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the more that. 
the more that I expose it and the more that I try to even get, you know, legislators and, you know, the Senate, you know, senators, I talked to everybody at the Capitol and wrote letters and met and had meetings with many of them. The more I pushed, the more my mom was retaliated on. Um, you know, it's concerning. And when they go into hospice, um, what they told me was that her regular doctor was no longer involved. It was just hospice. And they bring in a hospice, their own hospice medical people. So mm-hmm. they're not associated any longer with her, you know, family doctor, regular doctor, whatever doctor is involved. But I guess what what I feel is so concerning is that how is a different doctor who does not know your situation, I even heard that maybe nurses can also do this, but how if these people are not familiar with your um, records, how they can pursue this situation? I mean, I feel that that's really alarming. Um, how would oh, they yeah. know? Mm-hmm. You know, they falsify papers. I'm sorry, they falsify papers. Like in my mom's uh, situation, they put uh, dementia, which my mom was never diagnosed by her own doctor. Uh, So they put whatever they want in the system to to take person away. And they they over-medicating. Even if someone doesn't have dementia, yeah, let's go give her medicine so she will have dementia or she will be she will not able to speak my mom was so over medicated yeah. she she couldn't speak mm-hmm. they that know exactly, yeah. yes how mm-hmm. what they doing and like more right. we speak yeah. about parents more our parents were uh, uh, injured or uh, over medicated or on right. when it was time to bring mom to court which was possible my mom couldn't speak she was so over medicated they control everything right and they want to take it out of the family's hands so that they can administrate the um the drugs that they want to use so that the ward cannot speak and they cannot you know communicate Mm -hmm. so that just, you know, benefiting them so, you know, they're able to control the whole situation. So, yes, they definitely want to take it out of the family's hand because I that was one thing that I fought for in court and for like a year or so they weren't able to medicate my mom because I, you know, had put that in the court order. But then they wanted to take it out of my hands so they could medicate her. And then she, you know, ended up dying, you know, shortly after that. But that's that's exactly right. You're right. Yeah, and, and it's, also, it's super disgusting. And my, my, my mother, I'm sorry that I... My mother, when she ended up on hospice, in hospital, me and my brother, we were, uh, I mean, even different people from the family, we were visiting mom. We were with mom all the time, 24 per 7 for a week, and my mom didn't die, and they were angry that my mom didn't die in hospital. My mom, day after day, was uh, uh, getting better, like her urine was completely green and become yellow, and they didn't like it. And uh-huh. they were coming and asking us, what did we do that my mom improved? But because she improved, they didn't let her go home. They took her to nursing, and three weeks later, my mom was executed. Mm-hmm. So they didn't like the, wow. the, So mm-hmm. my mom was by by the you know with the family and we also were giving her food, uh, liquid mm-hmm. that was was keeping her going uh, and her system was mm-hmm. uh, started working. They just starve people under guardianship. They don't they don't care. Mm-hmm. They, oh they have God. wonderful videos. They have wonderful uh, advertisement about uh, dogs, uh, cats, but what about people? I mean, everybody is important. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Wow, we're almost out of time. You guys, this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Aldona and Angela, for calling in. We've had a lot of people on the line listening. I would have to say the takeaway here is I'm going to start trying to learn how other countries and how the people how people think because it's just this has been real eye opening just Aldona just the world view of how people in Poland think about family and what mm-hmm. matters. What we got one more caller before we hang up, you guys. Okay. Okay. Let's see. One last caller. We've got area code seven two four. You're live and on the air. Area code seven two four. Hi, Claus. It's Diane Berkebile. How are you? Oh, Diane. We're great. Thank you for calling in. Have you been listening? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. It's just unbelievable that we're all going through these same stories. It sounds so bizarre and they can't be true, but they sure are true. They sure are. And, you know, none of us are related, and we're all telling the same story. And none of us, we didn't grow up together. We've just found each other through guardianship, through social media, you know, through NASCA, through ASCA. That's how we find each other. And I, I, I really want people to understand that's how we've all become friends because we've all, our loved one has, in our opinion, we believe have been murdered by their guardians, by the system. And we all say, we're all saying this. And people should pay attention to the fact that we're all saying this. You know, because we wouldn't just get together and, like, let's make up the crazy lie and get on a podcast and talk about it. Like, we've we've never, like, there's too many people saying the same thing. So, obviously, someone should investigate it, but they don't. But, yeah, Diane, you were on two weeks ago, and then you were on Luann's show last week. It sounds like you're getting a lot of exposure. Give us a quick update before we we, uh, close out. Yes, my mom's house was sold after she was 44 months isolated from me oh, and uh, found out, you know, papers were altered. Didn't realize till this past June that my address was changed on county records, keeping me from getting any kind of tax notices to know that her money was being rerouted that was to pay for taxes. And uh, the house was put up for sale eight days after she died without 11 months after her death was faked. Uh, the house was sold eight days after she died, and um, the commissioner told me to send an appeal letter, and they would reverse it. The judge would reverse it. I waited and waited, never got notified, went to the post office to check on the tracking and found out that Jay Lover signed the receipt, that he and whoever Jay Lover yeah. was intercepted my letter. So for two years, I've tried to figure out who it was. And State Representative Aaron Bernstein posted on May 11th and again on a Saturday night on October 21st saying that it was Governor Josh Shapiro. And at first we thought, oh, he has to be lying. But as the days pass here, (laughs) the State Representative has not deleted his comments. And um, we're now convinced that it is Governor Shapiro because we found where he and the district attorney tried to tell me there was no investigation open on my mom. They didn't find anything, but there was not only one investigation in uh, 2018, there were two in April and October of that year. And uh, this, this information just came forward. So it's been an interesting week. So I'm not sure what next week's going to bring us, but hopefully... I'm trying, I reached out to the commissioners hoping that they will reverse it and reimburse me the money for my mom's home because my home is in foreclosure and we're fighting a battle with the bank now because uh, uh, we found out that some foreclosure papers for my house were also intercepted for my own home. So, yes, it's been very interesting. Wow. Well, we all had... We it's crazy stuff. My my last word of wisdom would be all of us who are going through this, um, we all suffer from legal abuse syndrome. I would recommend 
that we all, at least, at least for if you can even for half an hour a day, go on a walk and don't even focus on guardianship, don't even think about the evil and everything that's going on in this world and what people are what people do to other people for money and just go on a walk and look at nature and try to find some peace because you guys this is what what they're doing not only do they harm our loved ones they harm us because we're so upset we're so worried we're so angry and so we to keep ourselves healthy we can't all focus on it all the time. We have to sometimes step away. And so I hope everyone out there has some sort of outlet so that they aren't focusing on this 24-7 because it will affect your health in a negative way. And that should be a topic that we should talk about one of these nights, just like how we can definitely keep ourselves healthy because they want us to suffer. That's what they want. And we're not going to give it to them if we can help it. But this has been an incredible show. We are about out of time. Let me real quick talk about our sponsors. Our, these shows are still sponsored by the original Marty Oakley sponsors. And also I have to mention, we just completed one year of our this podcast going syndicated on all the platforms out there, Spotify, iTunes, you know, all that stuff. Marty was so thrilled when it happened. And it's um, – we're holding on to the same listenership, so thank you, everyone. I see the back of the house. Thank you, everyone, for continuing to support the TS Radio Network and Marty Oakley Show because all this is still being done in Marty Oakley's name, and we are carrying on her mission and her torch. And I want to thank the sponsors of this show who keep the show on the air it is uh, NASCA, the National Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse, ASCA, the Australian Association to Stop Guardianship and Administrative Abuse. Uh, abuse. Okay, that's a hard one to say, but I got it out. Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit and Shenanigans in the Montgomery County Facebook page. So we want to thank all those organizations for believing in us, for believing in the fact that we are capable of even attempting to fill the shoes of Marty Oakley and allowing us to continue the vision and mission that Marty started almost 14 years ago. Thank you all for participating tonight, and we'll be back next week with Michael Volpe. Thank you, everyone, and good night. Thank you so much, everyone who called in. And, and, oh, my gosh, I love you all. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Reproductive Medicine Associates Commercial, take one. RMA is a fertility center where next level science and proven treatment plans turn big dreams into big realities. Realities like me. Start your fertility journey today. Learn more at rmanetwork.com. rmanetwork.com. Who'd like another slice of free turkey? I'd love a slice of free turkey. White meat, please. Where'd you get this delicious free turkey? BJ's Wholesale Club. It's a free butterball turkey. Free drumstick, anyone? I want a wing. Are the wings free? The whole turkey is free. Get a free butterball at BJ's Wholesale Club when you spend $150 in one transaction between November 1st and 9th. Then your free coupon will appear in the BJ's Digital Coupon Gallery beginning November 11th. Go to BJ's.com slash free turkey for offer terms. Not a member? Join today. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings.